Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. If you're of a certain age, hearing that 90s jingle might have you thinking about a bear named Zeddy, or an in-store restaurant, or simply weekly shopping trips with family. We're talking about Zellers, the discount store that sold everything from clothing to furniture to electronics. At one point, it dominated the Canadian retail landscape, with 350 locations across the country in 1999. But by 2013, the lowest price was no longer the law. Competition from the U.S. forced most Zeller's stores to close. Until last week. That's when the Hudson's Bay Company announced that it's bringing the discount chain back from the dead. By the time Zeller's actually closed down, that chain was feeling dusty. It was down at heel. And so the Bay is going to need to resurrect Zeller's, but also really revive Zeller's. The Globe's retail reporter, Susan Krasinski robertson tells us why Zeller's is coming back, what the Bay hopes to accomplish, and what it tells us about the future of old-school department stores. This is The Decibel. Susan, it's great to see you again. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Thanks for having me. So it's kind of funny to hear about this brand again that's that's being resurrected. And I know it's still early, but so far, what do we know about what this Zeller's resurrection is going to look like? Well, so far, we don't know much. Uh, The Bay, which owns the Zellers brand, is being pretty quiet about their plans, but we do know a few things. We know that the brand will be revived sometime early next year, and we know that it will have an e-commerce site for the first time ever. And the other thing that's going to happen is the Bay will be building some Zellers shops inside its Bay department stores. So that could be Uh, you know, a corner of a floor in a Bay store. It could be an entire floor. We don't know yet. But what we do know is that they'll be looking at the performance of those first locations and of the online shop to help determine just how many more they should build and how big they should be. There's been a lot of focus on Zellers here, but this is also really a story about the Hudson's Bay Company. It's Canada's oldest retailer, uh, been around since 1670, and it's now bringing Zellers back inside Bay stores, and it seems like kind of a strange move. Why is the company doing this? Yeah, it's a really good question. You know, this actually taps into a larger strategy for the Bay. They are trying to make better use of um, all of this sprawling retail space that they have. And they've said in the past that they are going to be repurposing some of their store spaces. Keep in mind, Hudson's Bay owns not just the Bay, but also the American department store chain Saks and Saks Off Fifth. And the company 
owns or controls about 40 million square feet of commercial floor space across North America. That's either in buildings it owns entirely or through joint ventures. And what they've said in the past is that they want to modernize some of that store space and make more efficient use of it, either by converting some of that space to offices, to restaurants, or even welcoming in other retailers. And just last week, actually only about a day or two before they made the Zellers announcement, Hudson's Bay also announced another partnership with outdoor retailer Mech, which will see the Bay construct some Mech shop-in shops, they call them, basically mini stores within Bay department stores. So you can see the moves that they're making to try to not only make better use of all of that square footage that they own, but also to draw in shoppers who might not otherwise walk through the doors of a Bay store. Hmm. Okay, so this is really interesting. So we've got Zellers coming into Bay stores, also Mech, so that's Mountain Equipment Company, that outdoor retailer you mentioned, also coming into Bay stores. Uh, How is the Bay doing financially, Susan? Well, it's hard for us to know that because they are now a private company. Uh, You might remember that uh, their executive chairman, Richard Baker, won a bid to take the company private back in 2020. So they've been private for a couple of years now, and our visibility into just how they're doing at a detailed level is somewhat limited. But we can take signals about that from the fact that they are trying new things. Um, The repurposing of some of that store space is one. Another thing they've done recently is they've split off the e-commerce operations of each of their retailers into separate businesses. And so they now operate those e-commerce arms as separate business entities from the brick and mortar arms. And the purpose of that, or at least one of the purposes, was to attract more investment to those online businesses that might not have flowed out that outside investment to a combined brick and mortar and online retailer. So that gives you a sense of some of the moves they've made recently. Hmm. And I want to ask you a little bit more about kind of the the brick and mortar stores there, but I I just want to bring it back to Zellers for a second here. How did Zellers and the Bay get intertwined in the first place? Yeah, the Zellers chain has been a brand in Canada for a long, long time. It was first founded in 1932, and it was a discount retailer right from the beginning. Its 12 stores advertised themselves as, quote, retailers to thrifty Canadians. And how they got tied up with Hudson's Bay dates back to 1978 uh, when the chain acquired the Zellers chain. They were looking for a way to grab a piece of the discount end of the market. The Bay's department store is known for mid-range or sometimes higher range customers, and they didn't have a way to market themselves to discount or price-sensitive shoppers. And so they acquired Zellers back at that time. And then Zellers really ran into trouble in the 90s. You think of Walmart coming into Canada. That was a huge amount of competition for this homegrown discount retailer. And they really had trouble uh, continuing to compete. And they eventually declined all the way through the 2000s until with Target, remember the entry of Target into Canada? With Target breathing down Canadian retailers' necks, um, you know, Zellers was faltering. And Richard Baker, the chairman, 
he actually landed a pretty good deal to sell off the majority of the Zeller's store leases to Target to help Target launch here in Canada. And that was really what culminated in the windup of Zeller's back in 2013. The Zeller's stores that were not purchased by Target, they mostly closed down, though a few locations actually did remain. And then HBC began testing the waters for a comeback um, just last year. They opened up two pop-up seller's locations inside Bay Stores, once again, in uh, Burlington, Ontario, and in Montreal. Interesting. Okay. And it's funny now, we, we, we don't really hear about Target anymore. Like This seemed to be a big takeover that was happening. And now down the line, it's really not uh, a player these days. Yeah, the Target expansion into Canada famously failed spectacularly, um, but that doesn't mean that Zellers doesn't face competition. The discount market, it looks, if anything, even more crowded than it did the last time Zellers was around. Um, Walmart, they're right now in the midst of a five-year, $3.5 billion investment in their Canadian stores and e-commerce operations. Um, Dollarama, which is a Canadian company, Mm. they're opening dozens of new stores each year. And they've currently got more than 1,400 locations in Canada, which is about double the number they had the last time Zellers was a going concern. And don't forget that Amazon has grown significantly since the last time Zellers tried to compete. And Amazon also thrives on offering really cheap goods in some cases. So they're launching in a market that is really, really competitive and with inflationary concerns causing shoppers to be more and more price sensitive. There are a lot of companies that want to compete for those price sensitive customers' dollars. Let's come back to the idea of the department store. Uh, We've been talking about the Bay, but I guess I wonder about the current state of department stores more broadly these days. Are are these stores doing okay? Well, department stores are challenged. I don't think that's any secret. You know, um, we've had we've seen some prominent U.S. chains have troubles, particularly in the midst of the pandemic. But even while the pandemic was hard for most brick and mortar retail stores, department stores have been struggling in a different way. You know, they were the original kind of endless aisle. That's a popular phrase in the industry. The idea of a place where you could really get all your needs met in one spot. And so the idea of the endless aisle has expanded into infinity with the internet, essentially. (laughs) And, you know, department stores just aren't quite the draw that they once were. That doesn't mean that all of them necessarily will fail. The ones that are successful at continuing to draw in customers and especially younger customers who may not be as inclined toward that style of shopping may be able to make a go of it. And, you know, you've seen, for example, Montreal-based Simons. That's a retailer that's been looking at inking a lot of deals with hot brands trying to draw in people and has also built its online presence quite significantly. The Bay has also done that, by the way. The Bay has launched um, some major improvements to its online shopping experience and has launched a marketplace, which is a very popular thing for retailers to do these days. That just means that they offer items from third-party sellers on their site, the same way Amazon does, the same way Walmart does. You can see them trying to compete in what is an increasingly digital industry. But we also can't discount the fact that, you know, while people really stayed home during the pandemic, 
while they shopped online in greater and greater numbers, things are opening up again. They are going back out. And so what the Bay is trying to do is to find ways to draw those feet, those shoppers feet into their stores, um, maybe who haven't been there in a while. And what are we seeing? Like, are we seeing kind of the foot traffic return? Are people actually going back to stores in real life? Yeah, there are indications that that is happening now that pandemic-related restrictions are lessening. I think everybody realizes that there is a step change that's happened during the pandemic and people are going to continue shopping online much more often. But there's still a role for brick and mortar retail stores, 100 percent. So, okay, in this climate, uh, it does seem to make sense for HBC to try to get more customers either online or in store and to bring in a, a discount arm when customers are very worried about inflation and the cost that they're paying for things. But Zellers was struggling to compete before, and that's part of why it died in the first place. So I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out how, how will they compete now with this brand? Like, why, why does HBC think this is a good bet? Yeah, I think it's an open question whether they can compete in this landscape. I think we're still waiting to see whether ultimately this is kind of a marketing campaign for the Bay to draw people back in with the nostalgia of the Zellers brand. You know, maybe people will come through the doors to check it out and that gets them inside the stores. Whether it has staying power is something that remains to be seen. It is an investment for the Bay, but it's not a very big investment. They've already got that store space. They already own the brand. They will be investing money to make this happen, but the risk to Hudson's Bay is not huge. So this might be something that they're willing to experiment with and see if it attracts shoppers' attention. And I also heard that Hudson's Bay Company will be starting a private label for Zellers. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So part of this experiment is that the Bay will be launching a private label for the the newly revived Zellers brand. And what a private label is, is just a house label that a retailer makes themselves. So think about, you know, the Kirkland products at Costco or the President's Choice products at Loblaw. These private label brands are really, really good for retailers because retailers make higher profit margins on private label products. And they're also good for retailers in a climate like this because at a time when shoppers are really price sensitive, they frequently do what's called trading down. They kick their national brands to the curb for a while, their big brands, and they go to those house brands to save a few bucks. And so that's good for retailers because they make more profit on those products. And, you know, shoppers may save a little bit of money. We're not yet sure what types of products will fall under that home brand, but they have said that the Zeller's stores in general will be selling items including clothing, housewares, maybe even some furniture. So we'll see what they make under that private label brand for this initiative. Mm. And I, I wonder what you're hearing from analysts here. Do do people think that Zellers could be the thing to, to draw people back into the Bay? It's a really good question. I think some people think that there is some nostalgia effect there, but others that I've spoken to think that this will be, you know, at best a niche play. I spoke with the co-founder of the advertising agency that handled the Zellers liquidation campaign about a decade ago. And it was a really cheeky campaign. You know, they they launched online ads featuring this fictional executive who was complaining about competition from the U.S. who declared that everything <laughs> must go. It was a really online-driven campaign with these funny videos. And as part of that, 
you know, this ad agency came in and they had to create a social media presence for Zellers. The retailer had zero social media presence at the time. And this ad agency executive told me that when they created those social media accounts, they were not very optimistic. You know, who would sign up for the Facebook page of a dying retailer? Well, it turned out lots of Canadians were willing to sign up for the Facebook page of a dying retailer, and that campaign performed better than they ever imagined it could. And so what this executive told me was that he feels this is proof that, that Canadians do have some affection for this brand and that it may be enough to draw them in. But ultimately, it's going to come down to what the product selection is, what the experience is like, how good the value is, and how well they execute this. You know, by the time Zellers actually closed down, that chain was feeling dusty. It was down at heel. Those stores were not really very much fun to shop in. And so the Bay is going to need to resurrect Zellers, but also really revive Zellers. They can't just repeat what they did in the past, or I think they can expect to see a lot of the same results. So it's actually really interesting because originally Zellers did not have any social media presence, like when it was a retailer before, now it's coming back in this totally different world. And you mentioned the the social media campaign before, uh, Susan, and I, I just watched actually a campaign they did to auction off Zeddy, their their teddy mascot, uh, when, when they <laughs> trying to find him a home. And it's actually like they put a lot of effort into this. This was like kind of a, like a big fun thing that people were watching. Yes. Yeah. Zeddy has a second life. He's still around, actually. So yes, back about a decade ago when they did that campaign, they held an online vote to figure out what Zeddy's fate should be. Um, And this was following up on, by the way, a very funny online video where that fictional retail executive, he drove Zeddy out to the middle of the woods and abandoned him there, just declaring everything, truly everything must go. And in the subsequent videos, they showed this big fuzzy bear just being totally unable to cope in the wilderness. Did you hear that? Hello? 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 Show yourself. Hi, my name is Eddie. Would you like to take a picture with me? Hello? And so following that hilarious <laughs> campaign, they actually auctioned off Zeddy and held an online vote to decide where he should go. And the sort of sweet coda to that is that where he ultimately went was an organization that was at the time called Camp Trillium and is now called Campfire Circle, which runs summer camps for children who are in treatment with cancer. Uh, Zeddy has since been renamed Barry. His name is now Barry the Bear. He's still at Campfire Circle, and he still comes out and entertains the kids, including presenting them with a cake at camp when they finish up cancer treatment and uh, was still active as recently as just last week, uh, hanging out with the kids at camp. So he's no longer abandoned in the woods. He's doing just fine. (laughs) Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you. And a quick update on the hydrogen deal between Canada and Germany that we talked about in our episode on Tuesday morning. Here's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Tuesday afternoon announcing the deal in Stephenville, Newfoundland. The Canada-Germany Hydrogen Alliance is a historic step forward for our shared future. Our target is clear. Working towards initial exports of Canadian hydrogen to Germany by 2025. And our outcomes. 
That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Our summer producer is Zara Kozema. Our producers are Madeline White, Cheryl Sutherland, and Rachel Levy-McLaughlin. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.